Hey, today's daf is daf nun gimel in Psachim. Daf nun gimel. We're about seven lines from the top of the page. Again, we learned for four shleima for Tova Miriam Bastvara Mendel. <clears throat> Yesterday, I mentioned the uh, gardens that uh, I that I visited uh, outside of Philadelphia. I forgot the name of the place, and uh, Moy Smith reminded me that it's called Longwood Gardens for those. Uh, Horticulturists in our midst. Okay, says the Gemara. Tana Rabban and seven lines from the top of the page. Ochamadav, we talked yesterday about uh, that you can eat Paris during Shvius only until, uh, even the ones that you put in your house already, once you've gathered in, only until that particular species is gone from the field. Tana Rabban, Ochamadav, you can eat grapes. Achichlu dalios shel uchal. Uchal was the name of a place. Rashi has another gear, so on the side, the gear says uh, Avel. Uh, 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 it's called in the, in the Tanakh, Avel uh, Kramim. In any case, that's a place where they, where it's uh, known for its grapes. Uh, you could you could eat there until the um, until all the uh, grapes are done on the vines hanging. Deloyos are the ones like hanging on trestles that they had uh, trellises that they had there uh, that they set up. You know, because the vines would fall on the ground, so they put these little wo- wooden uh, branches up there. So as long as the grapes are on those. Um, trellises um, you can eat. They're considered they're out in the field. But if they happen to be in that area, this is the key, if they're ones that are later, you could eat based on those. In other words, that's the general idea. But if there are, if they happen to be in, in uh, your, if you know in, in, in your area, whether it's Yehuda, Galil, or Eber Yardim, that grapes are still growing elsewhere, you can eat, you can eat based on those. Olives at Sheikh Lachman Shabbatakoa. That was known, Tekoa was known for its uh, olives, as it is today, right? Probably in, in uh, Gush Etzion, uh, they have a lot of, uh, lot of uh, olive trees. So you can eat the olives until they're gone in that area. Rablazar Omar at Sheikh Lachman Shal Gush Chalav. We call it today Gush Chalav, as some say that it could really have been called Gush Chalav, meaning it's a, it's a very fat and uh, you know, abundant. Uh, healthy area, that was a place where they had, um, uh, where they also had uh, olives. Kadeshi, how long can you eat the Kadeshi? In other words, as long as uh, a poor person can go find some olives there, you're still allowed to eat it in your house. Uh, if, when, when the poor person goes out and he's scrounging around, he can't find any, neither on the branches nor on the stems, he can't find a rova, an amount like a rova kav, he can't find a small amount of um, of olives, then it's gone, and you have to you have to uh, be you have to uh, get rid of the ones in your house and be mafka them, as we said yesterday. Ochamigrogros, dried figs you can eat at shiichlu pagi beisini until the unripe figs in uh, beisini, which that's how they grew there. They they never grew to, uh, to to you know to the full maturity. So as long as they have dried figs in that area, you can eat dried figs in your house. It was only mentioned Alinian Meiser. That wasn't the issue. The issue there was not how long you could eat it. Maybe you could eat it based on other places. He mentioned here that Pagi Basini, the unripe grapes and unripe dried figs and Basini was only mentioned in terms of Meiser, the Tanan or the Tanya. He says it doesn't have the word the Tanan there. It just says that Pagi Basini, Vahini, the Tuvina, the unripe. Uh, dried figs of Basini and the tuma, the the dates ahini means the dates the tuvina of that place chayav even though they don't grow very much and they're always small Rashi says um, 
um, that place and those pagam and those those um, those unripe figs and those dates never grow to full maturity, but still So we mentioned yesterday there was two opinions. The Tanakama said that even though the dates fall when they fall off the tree, there's the upper area of the trees, the upper branches, the arched branches, and then there's the lower branches, which are uh, the lower part of the tree, which is protected by uh, prickly. Um, by a prickly substance, so as the branches themselves are prickly and it's hard for the animals to get to them. So the Tanakama said, as long as there's dates on any part of the tree, you could eat. Rabbi Shemuel says, Ochlan al and he can only eat as long as the upper ones are available because those are easily reached. But not the ones that are in the lower area that have prickly branches and prickly uh, trunk, presumably, and the animals can't get to that. Vermini, Ochman of Pesach. In another b'risa, we learn you could eat grapes until Pesach, b'zeisim aratzeres, olives until Shvuas, b'grogus dried figs out of Chanukah, b'tmarim dates out of Purim, b'amra bibi, rabbi yochanan, tarti b'sraisa machlef. He switches around the last two, and he says that the, the dried figs until Purim and the dates until Pesach. So, l'chara, there's a steer, how long you can eat them. So the Gemara says, one answer is, eat, 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 it's the same shear. Now, the Mepharshim explained, it obviously doesn't mean the exact date, and the animals, you know, are not exactly aware when the animals are out there, or the figs out there, the figs, or, or whatever, the dates, whatever, the grapes, they don't stop, you know, automatically. The animals all finish them up right before Hanukkah, right before Purim. It just means approximately at that time of seasons when you have to be start being concerned that they're almost gone. That's what it means to say. So what answer is that's about the same shear? When they finish in those areas, you say they finish when, uh, when you can't get them anymore on the trees because the, the, the bottom part is prickly or, uh, or as long as they're on these particular trees. This is when he gives these shearum that we mentioned in these, uh, of these uh, species on these holidays, that's the same share. We started off by saying that that you can eat the grapes on the trellises uh, as long as um, as long as they have them there in, in that place. And then he says, but if there's some place where they have ones that are still around later, you can eat based on those. So, in a chanami, they don't have to be the exact same shear. It all depends on the circumstances. And we saw yesterday, if in anywhere of Yehuda, uh, they have the, the grapes or the olives are still grown, you could eat based on this. And anywhere of Avar Yard and anywhere in the Galil. Tanya Rab Shimringomilomer. Simon Laharmium, a simon. In other words, a sign in mountains. Mountains have good oak trees. Milan is, or oak trees. Meaning to say that if the oak trees are not on the mountains, they're not as good. The best, the best sign, meaning the good stuff, Rirash says, Afatsan, that's Gali, that they make gallnut juice from there. In other words, the, the oak trees on the mountains, those are good, those are good trees. That's, the, that's their natural habitat, let's call it. The natural habitat of oak trees is on the mountains. If you have other trees there, not so much. We'll see what the Nafkamina is. Benafkamino, uh, he says, we'll see later on, you don't bring bikorim for them. Simen lamakim, a simen for valleys, is the column. The good date trees grow in the, in the uh, low-lying areas, in the valleys. The good, uh, that's what he's saying. The good, the good palm trees grow, the good palm trees grow in the, in the low-lying areas. The good oak trees grow on the mountains. Similar to chalim, a simen of, a, uh, of a, a river or a riverbed, also like a valley, but it's, it's kind of reeds. Reeds grow in those kind of damp, wet areas. Similar to shikma, sycamore trees, which don't have a fruit, 
but they uh, uh, the good low lying areas, the shvela, the plains, like we have the shvela, the area in Eretz Yisrael uh, around uh, Gushdan, that's called the shvela, right? So that area is uh, uh, is is inhabited by good sycamore trees. Even though it's no clear proof, there's an allusion to it. Put the uh, how much silver did he put in Yerushalayim? Kavonim, as much as there were stones. In other words, there were the amount of vesarosim um, and the um, and the uh, palm trees, nasan, um, and the cedars rather, the cedars trees, arosim nasan, nasan, vesarosim nasan, keshkomim like the like the like the sycamore trees, asher b'shvela l'rov. In other words, the amount of silver that he put in Yerushalayim was so much that it was like stones. And the cedars, uh, which presumably came from Lebanon, whatever, he put them, uh, he put, how much did he have, how many cedar trees did he have in Shalim? As much as the sycamore trees are in the Shvela. So you see the natural habitat for the sycamore trees, the best sycamore trees are in the Shvela. Similar Milan, when you say that the sign of mountains is are oak trees, that's their good, the good oak, the good trees in the mountains are oak trees. Similar Malcolm to call them, or palm trees in the, in the valleys, Bikurim are only brought from the seven minim. In other words, Eretz Chita, Sora, Gefen, Sim, we learn from that. Why? Because the Pasuk says, Asher Tavi Me'artzacha, by Bikurim it says, Asher Tavi Me'artzacha, and it says, Artzacha here, Asher Tavi Me'artzacha, and it says, Eretz, Lashon of this, Eretz Chita, Sora, Gefen, Sim, Eretz, Hashem, and Dvash. Dvash over there is, is uh, Tmarim, in the, in the, in the Pasuk, in Tanakh, when it talks about dvash, stam dvash, is dvash made from dates. <coughs> in the Gemara, you have both kinds. The kinds that we have, what, uh, that you, you have dvash that's made from, you know, honey, honey dates, uh, from honey, and you have dvash that's made from, uh, from dates. But in the, um, in the Chumash, dvash, stam dvash, is dvash tomorrow. So the point is, since it says, Xavier Shavu between Oretz and Oretz, so you only be Mikum from Shosaminan, below, and that, and that has to be the choice stuff. Right, the choice stuff. It's more mishuvas aminim, and he says mishuvas aminim more. But aim avin el mak mishubach. Rashi says you only bring from the best part. So therefore, you don't bring from uh, palm trees in the mountains because those aren't good palm trees. Below me perish mukum, and not from from fruits in the in the valley. When he says fruits, Rashi says he really means the grains tvuastagim because that stuff is soaked and it's uh, it, it it gets it's uh, the because it's in the low lying areas. It's very wet, and that's not for the grain. You, know, you need grain. You need water to grow the grain, but it needs to be in a drier area, and that makes the stuff uh, and that makes you know for choice the choice product. So the choice the column are not in the mountains. The choice the column are in the amic. And the good grains are not in the Amek. Similar to Cholim Kanim, what's the similar if you have a, a good Nachal, a, like a riverbed uh, that is, is uh, that's, uh, you know, reeds or canes, Nafkminal and Nachalason. And as we say, you have to send Nachalason by the, by the um, Egla Rufa, and you have to take it out to Nachalason. It's got to be a Nachal, uh, a Nachal is if it's got uh, reeds there. Similar to Shikma. Uh, when you say shikma, which does not grow fruits, right? Uh, shikma doesn't have uh, fruits, but the simon of so what's the dafkamina? Now the other ones I understand. If you the the, the tamarim dates which grow on palm trees, they have to come from palm trees in a low lying area, right? Uh, that I understand, right? So and the grain should come 
from uh, an area which is not low-lying, so they won't be soaked and, and, and go bad easily. But what's not to mean is shikmah doesn't grow any fruits anyway. So similar shvela and shikmah, that the simon for a good plain area is an area that has sycamores, that if you're selling them something, if a person says, I'm selling you a shvela, it's got to be a place that has sycamores because that's an indication that it's good, that it's a good, uh, that it's really a shvela. So once you come on to this, you could say for all of them. In other words, I'm selling you a good mountain. It's got to be a mountain where oak trees grow there because that shows that the oak trees are choice and that the mountain is, is, a, is a proper mountain, is the, is the best of the mountains and the same thing for the other species as well. So the Mishnah had said that, uh, we went back to the beginning of the Mishnah, we, we went off on the latter part of the Mishnah that talked about you have to take the humras of both but the beginning of the Mishnah talked about you have to follow the Menegamakam, that if you're if in your area um, they don't work on Erev Pesach in the morning, you shouldn't either. And if they do, they do. So here we're going to talk similar things to that. You never sell large animals like cows and things like that, cows and donkeys to Goyim. Why don't you sell it to them? Because we're afraid if you sell it to them, you'll also come to lend it to them, to rent it to them, and to show them how to use it, and that may be on Shabbos. Your animal's not allowed to work on Shabbos. If you lend him your animal, or you uh, rent him your animal, and the end he's going to work with him on Shabbos, that's, your, that's a problem for you. It's even a problem, even on Erev Shabbos, because you might show him how to do it, and that's already that will lead into Mechamer, which is leading your animal out in the field plowing, and you might come to be over on Shabbos. So therefore, you're not allowed... The rabbi said you can't sell large animals to gun. Yeah. Oh, uh, exactly. So the reason why you said you can't sell them is because you may come, if you sell them, you may come to rent it or lend it to them, to lend it to them or rent it to them, or even if you're, as you're selling it to them, you might show them how to use it right before Shabbos, and that'll lead into Shabbos. So the rabbi said you shouldn't sell large animals to, uh, to the guy. What about small animals? So the mission started by saying it depends. If the meaning is that you do sell to them, you follow that meaning. If the minig is not to, why didn't they sell small animals? Because people will see you selling small animals, they'll think that you're allowed to sell them big animals too. So the question is, was it one big zayr? Certain places they felt the you shouldn't sell them animals at all, even smaller animals. Other places they didn't. So that depends on the minig of But everybody agrees that the rabbi said, you know, that's not a minig anymore. That's a zayr and You shouldn't sell them large animals. What about agolim sechem? What about calves and foals, young, young cows and young uh, donkeys, shleimen ushvurim, right? So what does that mean? You shouldn't sell them young ones either, right? Uh, you shouldn't sell them young ones either because, either because if you sell them young ones, right, even though they can't do so much work, but people say young ones, old ones, it's all the same thing. Whether they are complete, whether they are sound or shvurin, or whether they're maimed, whether they're broken, broken and only fit for food. Still, you shouldn't because if you'd sell them these, you might sell them the large ones. Rabbiuda Mata Bishfura, he says you're allowed to sell him a broken one because a broken one he's not going to be able to plow with. He's just going to shecht it and use it for the meat. So Rabbiuda's Mata in that case. Ben Beseyer Mata Besus, he says you're allowed to sell them horses because horses are not used for work. They didn't use horses to plow in that area. What did they use them for? For riding. And riding is really mutter. It's only Xera, the rabbis made Xera. That um, 
that uh, if, if you, you shouldn't ride because you might come to pull off a branch of a tree as you're riding by. But there's no issue in the riding itself. Whereas with the large animals like the cows and the donkeys that are used for work, that's a real problem because you might come to do an Isra del Raisa of, um, you know, that, that, that just showing them how to do it would be an Isra del Raisa. So it's a problem even in selling them uh, because either because you'll rent, you might rent it to them or lend it to them, or even if you as you sell them, you might show them how to use it. But whereas the horse, less of a concern because there's no problem riding a horse on Shabbos. The carbon pesach, as we've mentioned many times, is eaten only. Pesach says you have to eat it roasted. So we don't have a carbon pesach today, unfortunately. We're, we're, and we're, especially uh, those most of the Jews are not in Yerushalayim. Can only eat the carbon pesach in Yerushalayim. So there are some places they said don't eat any roasted meat on on uh, Leila Seder because it might look like you're uh, eating carbon pesach, right? It looks like you're eating carbon pesach and you're eating it outside of uh, outside of Yerushalayim. So therefore, some places had that mitig. Now it's not really carbon. It's not really a pesach. You just you know making you just have a barbecue in your house and you're eating at Leila Seder. But in some places they kept that minute because it does it shouldn't look like you're eating a carbon pesach on Leil Seder. But if you didn't have that minute, in other words, like I, I know in uh, my family, we always said that uh, I remember my mother always served like you know boiled meat or chicken or something, nothing roasted because you know we don't eat anything. So here's the reason: the reason is is because you know people shouldn't think that you're eating. A, oh, this is a carbon pesach and. It's one thing you say, as we're going to talk about, one thing you say, yeah, I'm just eating it on Leila Seder. But you might say, oh, this is like the carbon Pesach, or this is for the Pesach, and that's like, you know, being maktished for the carbon Pesach. That's the concern. Amabir Marab. Ephraim, Pasu- the kosher hotels changed the minhag. Yeah. Pesach. That should be the worst thing that they do at these hotels, right? <laughs> Forget everything else, right? You shouldn't say this meat is for the Pesach. Why? Because it sounds like this is uh, a maktish, this meat, for a carbon Pesach. I'll sell the meat now and buy a carbon Pesach. And then it's kadosh. If you say this bus, this meat, it's like saying this money is kadosh for the carbon Pesach. So it's, it's hektish. You know, I'll have enough from it. So you shouldn't say Pesach. It's like your maktish animal, even though, even though the meat might already be slaughtered. But it looks like your maktish animal. Like you shouldn't say, this is a step further than the mission. The mission just says, you know, the minigis, some places don't eat any roasted meat on Leila Seder because it looks like you're eating kachimachutz. But if the minigis to eat it, that's okay. But you shouldn't hear, he says, Rabbi Rav says, don't say, this busser is for the Pesach. Because if you say that, it's like you're maktish for a carbon Pesach and then you're eating kachimachutz. Okay, he doesn't say you're actually doing it. But just the words, Basel Pesach, Amra Papa, it's only if it's meat, but let's say it's wheat or any, like unfortunately, any other food that you say, oh, this is for Pesach, love, then that's not a problem. The mint of the Pesach, all you're saying is, oh, this is like, I'm keeping this wheat for Pesach. I didn't mean to say I'm, ma, I'm maktish the, 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 uh, the wheat. You may really meant to say is, I'm keeping this, I'm going to guard this for, uh, you know, for Shmura Matzah. That's really what you're saying, or any other food, but only by meat, because you know, bus are low and you can't. In, meat, you're not allowed to say, I'm eating this for the Pesach. You're concerned that people will think that it's, you meant to, to be Makdashit, Meisvei. I'm Rav Yossi, Rav Yossi said like this, listen, this is, we're quoting it in the name of Rav Yossi, this is going to be important on Ambez. Tudus Ish Romi, Tudus was a famous uh, Jew in Rome, a very, uh, a, a, an important person, right, an honored person. Hinegas Bnei Romi, he 
uh, accustomed the people, the Jews in Rome, lechol gdim, they would eat the gdion leila seder, mekulosin, uh, helmeted, meaning the way they, they uh, ate the carbon Pesach in Yerushalayim. Helmeted means that the animal's you know, feet were up around his head, so it looked like they, he had a helmet. That's why it's called mekulosin. They sent him, listen, that's not right, because uh, it's like they, they think they're eating a carbon Pesach. They sent him, if it wouldn't be that you're so chashiv, we don't want to start up with you, we put you in chayim. You're giving him to eat kachim bechutz, which is also it's kachim. Kachim salkadaitech. It's not really kachim. He never pronounced it as a carbon pesach. Ella ema karb lachlis yisrael kachim. It's close to that because they think it's like eating a carbon pesach. And someone say, yeah, this is our pesach. Says the right. So what do you see over there? Makula sanchol makula Only if they roasted it in that manner. But if they stam said. Uh, you know, they some said basar zela pesach. That didn't do it. So why do you say you can't eat basar on? You can't eat roasted meat on Friday night, or is it, not just you can't eat it. You can't eat it. It depends on the meat. But we said you shouldn't say basar zela is le pesach. It's mashma over there. Only if you if you roasted it in a helmeted form like Tudas did. So Gemara says no. Mekulis says Amri no. Mekulis loshna Amar loshna Amar. If it's if he if it's in a helmeted form, then whether he said lepesach or he didn't say lepesach, that's no good. And and they they reprimanded uh, Tudas for that, right? Amar, uh, uh, I'm sorry, makulis loshna amar loshna lo amar she'en makulis. But if it's not helmeted, if he didn't roast it in that form, like on the spit, you know, and with the with the feet hanging up above the uh, the the uh, head, then pirushen lo pirushen only if he said something. In other words, you shouldn't say. You said, the, the point here is you shouldn't say basel zel pesach. If it's makulis, even if you didn't say anything, that's a problem. But if it's not makulis. Uh, it's the problem only if you say basuzel pesach. So the issue is not eating roasted meat, but it's the issue is saying this is le pesach because that's almost like saying this is for carbon pesach and then you're eating kachim b'chutz. Rav Acha shimon is the gears. In other words, we start by saying this story with Tudus. Rav Yossi said it. Rav Shim, now Rav Acha said Rav Shimon quoted this story. Birab shimon as he quoted Rav Shimon said it. Mask of Sheishes. So here, here we get to a problem. Bishlom Laman If he says like okay, fine. Rabbi said this story. Why? Because we're going to see Machlokas uh, Rameyer and Rabbi in a different case entirely. What's that? If a person says, uh, if a person says, let's say, Harezu Remember, he said you, you're not allowed to make another animal. You have an animal here, A, and you want to say B should be kaddish like A, but you say I want B to be Tmura Ola. And and Tmura Shlomim, two different animals. You have A and B, let's call this, you have A and B, two animals, an Ola and a Shlomim. And you bring along animal C, and you say, C should be a Tmura Ola and a Tmura Shlomim. Now, it can't be both. It's either an Ola or a Shlomim. So Rav Meir says, Tfos Lashem the first thing he said, Ola, it's an Ola. Rabbi Yossi says, no, a person meant to say both. You just can't say both at the same time, right? When Shomar V'zachar B'di Baruch HaShem could say two things at one time, we can't. So uh, a person's meant to say both. So what do you do in that case? It's a tmuras ola shlom. You can't bring it as either one. You wait till it gets a mum and you sell it. You bring with half the money in ola and half the money in shlom. So Rabbi Yossi tries to be mekayim both words. He says he says af be gemar dvar of a pas He was miskaven to both. He just can't say both at the same time. That's a famous machlokas. What do we have there? We have it a different case. Rabbi Shimon says mask of Rabbi Yossi. Fine. Rabbi Yossi says you meant to say both. 
So we are also, you could say, even though this is not a problem, because uh, here he says, uh, raise a Pesach, so you might think, or he ate at Makulas. So it looks like, uh, you know, maybe he really meant to make it as a carbon. We understand the problem. El Lamando the Massacre of Shimon. If you say Rab Shimon says we learn the following Rab Shimon Omer Potish of In a similar case where a person says like this, a mincha, a flower offering, there's 13 kinds of flower offerings. There are only two that are brought from barley the minchas Omer and the minchas Sota. Those are not voluntary things. The Sota only brings it of Chaspriyashi was a Sota, and Omer is a carbon zebra that we bring on the second day of Pesach. All other carbonos mincha that you bring as an adava are made from wheat. So let's say a person says, Harei mincha minasarim. I want to bring a mincha from sarim. That doesn't make any sense. You can't bring a mincha from sarim, right? So, Rameir holds Tfos Lashemish. He said, mincha? Mincha's from chitin. Ah, you said sarim? You don't know what you're talking about. The first thing is mincha and that's it. Okay. Reb Shimon says, no. That's not how you give something, right? Reb Shimon apparently goes like a bio. So you look at the beginning and the end of what a person says, and that makes no sense. And he says, Shalom, Shalom, as he says over here, Rab Shimon Poter, you don't have to bring any mincha. Shalom, it's not, you didn't do it in the normal way. So, therefore, the problem over here is also, this isn't the normal way. What was the problem? You're saying Rab Shimon quoted the story with Tudor. What did Tudor say? He didn't say it's a carbon Pesach. He didn't go as a, and he certainly didn't say it before yet, when you make a carbon Pesach, before, you know, before your makrovit. Over here, it was already slaughtered. After it was slaughtered, they said, okay, fine, let's roast it in this manner. What's the problem? That's not the normal way to do it. So Rabbi Shimon Lachar wouldn't even agree that that's a problem. Rabbi Shimon Potter Shlosh Zavim And if you, hold, if you said Rabbi Yossi said, is it also so good? Who said Why did he say that? Because he said you're trying to you're trying to uh, you know uh, you, uh, you know square the round peg. What are you saying over here? You're saying that uh, if he said mincha min asorim, Rabbi Yossi holds uh, like in the case of they're both valid, right? So here also you're trying to make both valid, and since both are not valid, you can't do both. You can't put them together. You can't make them. You can't be an an, an adava of a mincha from sorim. So therefore, he says, Either way, that shouldn't work. Why did Reb Shimon say that? Because he went with Reb Yossi Shita, that you look at the first thing and the last thing he said. If you went with Meir Shita, look at the first thing he said, Mincha, that's it. Look at the first thing. The reason Reb Shimon had the problem is because he went with the Shita Reb Yossi. A person is grabbed, so to speak. You take seriously what he said at the beginning and at the end. My love, don't you say that Mid Reb Shimon Selvak Reb Yossi, since Reb Shimon holds Reb Yossi, that you look at both things that he said, Reb Yossi Nam Selvak Reb Shimon, he also holds like Reb Shimon. And therefore, if it's a problem for Rab Shimon, because Rab Shimon would say, that's not a problem. Therefore, what you did over here is also, he didn't really make it a carbon Pesach. So the same thing would be a problem for Rab Yossi. The Gemara says, Lo. Rab Shimon holds like Rab Yossi. Rab Yossi silver Rab Shimon. Rab Shimon holds like Rab Yossi. says, since a person, you listen to what, both things that a person says, the beginning and the end. So he says, if you said, a mincha min that doesn't make any sense. And a person doesn't make a mincha that way. So therefore, Rab Shimon says, it putter. Rabbi Yossi doesn't hold the Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi, Shimon. Rabbi Yossi says, no, you look at the, both the first thing that a person says and the last thing that a person says, and we don't care if it doesn't make sense that, you know, that, uh, that uh, that's not the normal way you do things. Rashi says near the bottom of the page, before the lines get wide in Rashi, right? Rabbi Shimon says, since you didn't do it in the normal way, fine. So you're, you're not misnad of, uh, you're misnad not the normal way, and therefore your words are invalid. Right? Lama Klom. 
<coughs> but but Rabbi Yossi doesn't agree with that. Avul Rabbi Yossi, about seven eight lines before the lines get wide in Rashi. Rabbi Yossi lo savar kab shimon b'misnadav shalokidavsan delo amrklum ella he holds chivah mechayvelei. You have to bring your lovey minchas chitim. The lab mishum tfosos not because he holds like a mayor tfosos shishin el mishum they know the mostly lo vatala. You said you want to bring a mincha from Saur, and that doesn't make sense. So therefore, bring a proper mincha, bring it from Chitin. That's Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi doesn't hold like Rabbi Shimon, who says, well, if you didn't do it in the normal way, it's not good. Therefore, it makes sense to say that Rabbi Yossi quoted the story of this to say, even though you didn't do it in the normal way, it still looks like it's close to being, it's close to being a carbon Pesach. Whereas Rabbi Shimon and the would discount it and say, since you didn't do it in the normal way, there's no problem. Ibailu, Tudasish Romi, back in the Gemara, Gava Rabba, was he an important man? Why was he called, if you wouldn't be, if they told him, if it wouldn't be that you're Tudus, you're a famous person, you know, we would put you in Chayram. You know, the rabbis also, you know, made uh, leniencies depending on the person. Was he an important person, a chash of a person? Uh, like you with Yerushimayim, or was he a powerful person? A man with fists, right? A powerful person. Tashma. Ozu darsh Tudus Isha. I mean, another thing that he said, if only he said a famous drush, he says, Ma roh chanani mishol v'zayu shemosu natsmat kushiz Hashem. Why did Hanan Mishal Vazario, why were they willing to, uh, to, to die? They were willing to, you know, to put themselves into the Kifshan Aesh, Akushal Makifshan Aesh. Why were, why, what did they do? That? Why did they do that? Doesn't the Torah say, Vachai Bem below Shayamas Bem? You're supposed to, you know, you're supposed to, uh, uh, you're supposed to make sure you live, right? You're, you're not, you don't give up your life for anything. Except we know the, the, uh, the three cardinal sins, but, but uh, why were they so willing to put themselves into the Kivshan Aish? Nasa Kavachom Ratzman, they made a Kavachomer. You know, this is all Tudus Ishromi saying, so you see it was a Tam Chacham. Meet Svardim, from the Svardim in, we're going to have this week's Parsha, right? Vayera, right? Dam Svardim, this is week's Parsha. Umat Svardim, She'ein Mitzuvan, Akashem. Certainly, the frogs, right? The frogs are not. Are not commanded uh, for Kiddush Hashem. Ksibut says, Ubo Alecha, they will come into you, Vesecha. Uvitanarecha, and in your ovens, Umesharasecha, and in your kneading troughs. Amosai Mesharas Metsuyos, Eitzeltaner, when are the kneading troughs near the oven? Haviyoma Bishasha, Tanarcham, when it's hot, when they're, when they're baking, right? So the Tzvardim basically were willing to give up their lives. They went into the, the, the frogs. We're talking about frogs. Frogs went into the Tanur. Right, they're willing to go into the troughs and in the and the and in the ovens when the ovens were hot. Basically, give willing to kill themselves, right, for Kiddush Hashem to serve God's will. Anu, we Jews, certainly we should do that. So do this kavachomer. It's a famous drasha. There's a lot of Torah about this also about the kavachomer for Kiddush Hashem. When you're supposed to give up your life for Kiddush Hashem, even if it's not one of the three cardinal sins, right? That you give up your life even when it's not the three cardinal sins because it's Kiddush Hashem. A person gives up his life. So he made that drasha. So that shows you that he was an important person. Just wasn't a ruffian or a powerful person. He showed you made this kavachomer. Lamaisa, what happened over there? What happened over there? The Mefarshim say interesting because it says afterwards it says because the frogs were able to give because they were willing to give up their lives, therefore they were saved. Because 
but it doesn't say from the Tanurim, from the ovens. The ones that jumped into the ovens weren't killed. They were miraculously saved. And some say, that's the Kavachomer that they said. Listen, if through Mesiris Nefesh for Kedesh Hashem, the frogs were saved, we'll certainly be saved. So they really, maybe Chananim Shavzair knew that they would be saved, and that's what caused them. They made this The Kavachomer is not simply that they should give up their lives if the frogs were saved, but since the frogs were saved, we'll certainly be saved. Okay, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi yeah, that's Ein Mitzvah right. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're right. Greater. Ein Mitzvah means that their reward is not as great, right? Godala Mitzvah Osa, the Gemara Babasra Tesvav, right? That a greater is a person who is, who, who is commanded to do it because he's got the obligation, the person not, but it still means that they, they still did a great thing, right? So, um, so and that's Allah's coming up. Yosef Baravan says another, a different, um, a great thing about Tudus that shows that he was a great man, not just a powerful man. He says, He supported by giving them merchandise which they could sell and support themselves with. Whoever supports the giving them merchandise, giving them inventory, will be to sit in the yeshiva of Mala in heaven. Those who support it with money will sit in the tzel, will sit in the in the shade of the shadow of of uh, wisdom. Rashi says, because you you'd really read the pasuk a little bit differently, right? It sounds like you know that if you're a chachma, you'll get you'll get money. The other way around, Rashi explains, in the partition of wisdom, this person will enter who was mahana, who gave pleasure to the tamnicham from his assets. Says another mission about Mok We light candles on not only on Shabbos and Yontif, right? With Shabbos and Yontif for Onik Shabbos and for basically for Onik Shabbos and Kovat Shabbos. What about Erevim Kippur? When you don't eat, so the Kovat Shabbos is not the same. So some places they have a meaning they light candles. We, of course, do that. And some places, like Madlikim. Madlikim, but they do light Bakanisias about the Majrash there, it's necessary in dark alleys for safety, and also for their uh, for to, for the benefit of the sick people that they need the light. So definitely light in those places, but in the house it depends on the minik. The one who says, and as the minig, some people who light candles on Yom Kippur and some who don't, they were both Mechavan for the same thing. What is that? Rashi explains. They were both Mechavan. That for L'shem Shemayim, why? Because on Yom Kippur, there's no Tashma Shemitah. People don't sleep with their wives. And therefore, the ones who light the candles, they said, leave a light on, because if you leave light on, uh, people are not Tashmish, they're, they're not Tashmish Shemitah when it's light. So when you have the light on, so they'll know, they'll make sure that they, not, uh, that they don't have Tashmish Shemitah. The other ones said, the ones who don't light it, they said, listen, if he doesn't have light on, he won't see his wife and he won't be aroused. So both of them were mechaven to be mekayim the mitzvah of not being meshamish mita, one of the five inuyim on Yom Kippur. I'm a b'shua. Dorosh Rava, ba'meich kulam sadikim, your nation is all righteous. La'olam yishroatz, they will inherit the land forever. Right? And the same idea, what are these sadikim? Bein shem lahadlik, bein shem lahadlik, shneim lo nuskav, ne'ol dovarach, like we explained before, both reasons, the reason to light the candles, the reasons not to light the candles, Yom Kippur have the same intention to avoid tashmish shamita. I'm a b'shua. So Rishon was like this. Listen to this carefully. When do we make a bar merayish on fire? Only Matzah Shabbos. Why? That's what that's what Rabbi Yudah Mishmuel said. Right. That uh, only on Matzah Shabbos, no other time. As we'll see, maybe not on on Yom Kippur. On Matzah Yom Kippur. Why? It's because that's on, on Matzah Shabbos. That's when that's when the fire was created. 
So since the fire was created on that at that time, we only light on Matzah Shabbos. We don't light on Matzah Yantif, including or Matzah Yom Kippur. Amalei Saba, an elder said, "Vitemer Abarchana Yiasher," but you said it's good. Shkoyach, a shopper come out. V'cheinam Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan said the same thing. So listen carefully to the to the authors here. Rabbi Barchana quoted. And he said, yeah, that you, what you said is good. And Rabbi Yochanan said the same thing, that we don't light candles, we don't make a bermeresh on Matzah Yom Kippur. That's what we're going to be dealing with. Only on Matzah Shabbos, not Matzah Yom Kippur. Now we have a story. Listen to, these, listen to the people. Ula, Chamra. Ula was riding on a donkey. Ve'ozel. Ve'havi shakel ve'ozel mine. Rabbi was on his right side. And Rabbi Barchana, who quoted a minute ago Rabbi Yochanan as saying, Yes, we don't light candle, we don't light a bermeresh, we don't make a bermeresh on Matsyam Kippur, only on Shabbos, was on his left side. Rabbi Chanam is smaller. Amalei Rav Abba, Ula, Rabbi said to Ula, is it true, Vadei Damrisu, Mishmei Rabbi Yochanan, is it true that uh, you got, you quoted Rabbi Yochanan saying, Ein Mavarchan ala or El of a Matzah Shabbos, that Rabbi Yochanan really said, you only make it on Matzah Shabbos, Hol V'tchilas Briyasu, and it's only Matzah Shabbos, not Matsyam Kippur. So, <clears throat> Hadar Ula, Ula realized, you know, what, what Rav Abba was asking. In other words, he was sort of saying, like, you know, the guy next to you quoted it that way, right? Hadar Ula, so Hadar turned, Chazabe Barabachana Bishas. He saw, he looked at Rabachana, you know, disapprovingly, saying, Is that what you told him? Like, you know, he looked at, he didn't say anything. He just said, uh, He looked at, he gave him the look. That's what you quoted Rabbi Elkanah saying? Omerle, Ana, Lava, Homre, no, you, we were misquoted. If you, Rabbi Barachana, I didn't want, to, didn't want to say the name, you know, the guy on the left of me, uh, I never said that. I never said that Rabbi Yochanan said that you don't like, you don't make a Burmation Matsum Kippur. El Ahomri, I'll tell you what it was going about. The Tani Tanaka made Rabbi Yochanan, a Tana learned from Rabbi Yochanan, Shimon Lazar, Omer, Shimon said, if Yom Kippur came out on Shabbos, Yom Kippur and Shabbos coincide, as we know it happens very often. Even if they say on Yom Kippur we don't light the candles, why don't they light the candles? So you shouldn't see your wife and be aroused, as we said before. Madlikin they cover Shabbos, but for cover Shabbos you do light, even though you're not going to eat. But for cover Shabbos, the house should be lit and nice, so we do. For cover Shabbos, we light the candles there. That's what he, that's what Rabbi Shimon Elazar said. That they said this in front of Rabbi Yochanan, and Rabbi Yochanan answered, Rabbi Yochanan, Basrei, Bachachamos. Mecham say he still shouldn't light because you're not eating. Presumably you're not eating. And also, uh, and also, uh, you shouldn't light the candles, so she wouldn't come to Tashmash Shemit. In other words, Rabbi Yochum was discussing a different issue. He wasn't discussing Matzah Yom Kippur, do you say murmur ish? He was discussing uh, on Yom Kippur, it came out on Shabbos. On Shabbos, we light candles for sure, everybody does. On Yom Kippur, it's a machlokus, if you light candles for the beginning of Yom Kippur. And he says, even the ones who say you don't light, Shimon Lazar says, but if, if Yom Kippur came out with Shabbos, you do light for Kavah Shabbos. And Rabbi Yochan said, we don't. Amalei adate, so shall it be. Right, Zostia, Bezu Animoda. That's right. That I understand. Rabbi Yochan said they had a discussion about do you light candles when Yom Kippur came out on Shabbos? Do you light candles for Yom Kippur or not? That I understand. But this is what happened over here. In other words, he basically, without directly, without directly telling Rabbi Barchana, you were wrong, you misquoted it, he basically said that Rabbi Barchana misquoted. The Rabbi Yochanan never said that. Yudah Rishmuel said, you don't make a bracha, a marmash on, uh, except on Matzah Shabbos, not on Matzah Yom Kippur. But Rabbi Yochanan never said that. Karl Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, always, he had this yesterday also, his other place, Rabbi Yosef quoted a pasuk about him. Rabbi Yosef says, Maya Mamukim, Eitzah Balevish, that counsel, the wisdom in the, uh, you know, like good advice in the heart of a man, that's like deep water. The Ishtvuna Yidlana, the Pusik says in, in Mishlei, 
but a person of understanding will draw it out. You know, it might be deep in the water, a person will understand it. That's Ula, who understood, Rashi says, he understood that Rabbi Hanan made a mistake. So Rabbi Hanan told, he understood Rabbi Hanan made a mistake. And he looked at him disapprovingly. Uh, but he didn't say, hey, are you, the, are you the guy who misquoted him? You know, he didn't say it like that. That's, he says he said it in a way, in his heart. He didn't say, why did you say that? He said it in a nice way. He says, no, I never said that. What I said, this was the dialogue that in front of Rabbi Yochanan, that somebody, the Talmud said, Rabbi Shimon says, that you light candles on Erev, uh, on Leil Yom Kippur when it comes out on Shabbos. And Rabbi Yochanan said, the Chachamasa, but we weren't talking about Bar Mara'esh on Matzi Yom Kippur. So that was, uh, that's, uh, that, uh, Ula displayed wisdom, right? Uh, listen, that's, that's the wisdom of, of, uh, of Ula by not confronting Rabbi Hanna directly. Uh, the Ish, Tmuni Adlana is that Rabbi Hanna. Rabbi Hanna understood from what he said. He saw that since Ula looked at him disapprovingly, he understood that uh, his mistake was that, that he made that mistake by quoting Rabbi Yochanan, misquoting Rabbi Yochanan. The Inu commands Savruah. Okay, so who do they hold like? In other words, Ula and Rabbah, who didn't want to be moted to Rabbah's words. In other words, they didn't want to be Rabbah. In other words, they, Rabbah said, is it true that you said Rabbi Yochanan said that what? That... Um, that you don't light, uh, that you don't light uh, Bar Mar-Aish on Matzim Kippur, only on Matzah Shabbos. Who do they like? Ki Adar Ben Yamar Yefes, they like Rav Amar Yochanan. The Mevarchan Al Ur Bei Matzah Shabbos Bei Matzim Kippur. You make a bracha Bar Mar-Aish both on Matzah Shabbos and Yom Kippur. What's the reason why we do it on Yom Kippur? Because we're making a bracha since you couldn't use fire on Yontif, you could use fire to cook. But on Yom Kippur, it's like Shabbos, you can't use the fire. So after Yom Kippur is over, you also make a Burma Eish. V'chein ama dovar. And so is the custom of the people. Go out there. In other words, you had an opinion that you only like, you only say Burma Eish on Matzah Shabbos because that was when the, that was when fire was created. But uh, they went with the opinion of Yochanan, right? The Rebbe said, no, you make a bracha, make a Burma Eish both on Shabbos, uh, both on Matzah Shabbos and on Matzah Yom Kippur. Um, Rashi says, uh, Be'or, uh, yeah, Be'or we're going to talk about uh, that, right? Because since the uh, since we didn't use the, the since we didn't use the fire on Yom Kippur, so after Yom Kippur we make a bracha like now we can use it again. All right, we'll stop here with Mesve and pick it up here tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody. Kol Tuv.